Hi, you're listening to episode 5 of Techmanity Talks, recorded on 25th March 2019. I'm Jeevan. I'm Harry. And in this episode, we'll be covering the keynote Apple gave just a few hours ago, entitled Showtime. Uh, in the presentation, Apple covered their new and improved entertainment-related services, including the brand new TV streaming platform that Apple TV owners can get a hold of. Uh, we also had announcements for a new gaming service called Apple Arcade, and a foray into the financial industry with a credit card offering, simply called Apple Card, as well as additions to Apple's existing news platform. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Yeah, so they announced uh, Apple News uh, Plus, uh, which is basically a new subscription app um, that is built right into the Apple News app. Um, and that will be available on all, across all Apple devices, except for the Apple TV, of course. Um, which I never... I, I wonder if then the works of doing that, whether they're going to bring Apple News to the Apple TV app. I doubt they would, but uh, you see like CNBC... No, I don't think so. and I think got... it's an iOS thing. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's articles on CNBC of uh, the Apple TV app, so I don't I don't know, I don't know. Like, well, you know, if if they do, that's that's great. But, um, anyways, uh, then there's uh the whole new Apple Card thing, which uh, I'm really excited for, and then we have basically like this new game subscription, uh, service, which um they're like, it's a bunch of unique. Um, sort of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, another word for unique. <laughs> oh, you know um, what I'm talking about? Distinct. Um, yeah, I guess you can say that. Like, there's a bunch of new games that you can't uh, get on the. Oh, exclusive, exclusive. Exclusive. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> the one. Uh, there's a bunch of exclusive games that uh, you can buy individually, but. Um, uh, a lot of uh, the games that are coming with the subscription service, you, you can only get it with that, and they're calling it Apple Arcade. Um, it's going to be 100 new plus uh, exclusive games, which is great. Um, we'll touch on that a bit later. Um, then we have the the big one that Apple's been working on for years, the Apple TV Plus um, service. And, you know, a few announcements on the whole Apple TV product as a whole. But, um, yeah, I guess we can just go straight into it. Yeah, so let's uh, start off with Apple News. I'm looking yeah. back through the Twitter because I was live-tweeting the event, mm. and um, this is kind of my notes, basically. I know you've typed up notes. Mm. Yeah, but, like, what I tweeted is basically my notes. I'm just yeah. having a look back through. Yeah, oh. <laughs> so, uh, at Aiden Sky tweeted, people clapping and whooping, we keep your information so you're safe and secure. Has the world gone mad? Or is the madness exclusive to Apple types? We all know at least one Apple sad sack. And I retweeted, big if true. Nice <laughs> one. Um, yeah, so Apple has said like, this is the number one news app, uh, which obviously any other, any other company is going to say that, I guess. Um but uh, anyways, they, yeah, so Apple News Plus is a, as I said before, a magazine subscription service. Uh, now, I personally buy, uh, we mentioned this earlier before the event, but I personally buy magazines. Um, and I hate having to clutter my home with paper. Because uh, I normally just firm out, I guess, after a month of use, I get I don't know, like, um, you know, you get these monthly, monthly uh, magazine subscriptions. And, I mean, yeah. I do read them within... You know, I take my time, but I do actually get, like, read them in, like, a couple of days, and then it's just 
cluttering my home. So it's it's nice that you know uh, it'd be good to have everything on one device. And now, like uh, Apple bought um, bought this magazine subscription service um, idea from another company. I forget the name, um, but uh, uh, so it's it's not a new thing. Um, but I think Apple. You know, having this in their Apple News app is is a, is definitely a good step in the right direction because it's all like you know you got uh, web articles and you have got magazines all in one app, so that's really great. Um, I mean, uh, I think I would only sign up to this, and it's great that they're doing a they're doing a free uh, once you sign up, you get a, um, a free, free month. month. Yeah, um, yeah, first month's free. And I just need to work out how much I spend on magazines year over year, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I like, I don't, as I say, I, I don't buy any magazines. I don't even like really read traditional media anymore. Like, honestly, most of my reading, like, well, I exclusively read stuff online, basically, which, yeah. But um, even, most of my reading nowadays is like, academic or like school related really so i don't really read much news or anything so i guess i'm just kind of uh i'm definitely not the demographic for this app so mm. but um oh i was like that about a couple of years ago because i was like mm. i i always stuck to web articles but there's something about um with with a magazine that i feel like i'm getting exclusive content but also Right. I can appreciate right. how it's laid out and stuff, and I can clearly see from like the this this new Apple News Plus uh, integration that there you know it, it does look really beautiful. Uh, the integration with the app, um, you also have like uh, this cool motion graphic on all the covers of the magazine, which is really great. Um, so you know, I really like how it's designed, and uh, um, you know, it's, it's great to see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned uh, feeling like you're seeing exclusive content, but like, I mean, I don't know how how common this is, even if it is common at all. But um, I mean, I've been contributing to my university student newspaper for the last year, and I've seen sort of how we do things, and like we're fairly big, so like it's kind of similar to maybe what you'd see at scale with like big publications. Mm-hmm. But uh, the question I was going to ask is, like, we we Redbrick doesn't. Um, uh, I don't think we've ever really published something that was exclusive to the paper edition, to the print mm. edition, rather than, um, yeah, rather than both in print and online. But like, mm. how how common is that across like publications like Wired and Scientific American and stuff? I think it's very like, common. How often is it? I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I think. I mean, it, I, I don't. As I say, I don't really mm. read magazines or papers or anything. I, I so think like, it's really yeah, common I because how. I, I, I mean, I'm often. So, for example, I'm always, I'm always reading articles from Wired that are obviously, you know, tech related, and um, like when I pick up a magazine, there's stuff that I've never seen online before, um, and so yeah, it's really interesting on the you know, how a company can, you know, sort of separate different types of content. I guess, I guess, I guess in the, just the things it's like, I mean, maybe, I mean, you don't have, you don't have a, an online subscription to Wired, I assume currently. Um, I used to, uh, they have like, no, I used to, they they normally do what these, what I was going to posit is, um, 
maybe they um, just have that stuff online, the stuff that's exclusive to print, it would seem. Maybe they also have it online, but it's behind a paywall? Um, I think they... I don't think they do... I think they sort of only do that if it's... Um, you know, if you want to get rid of ads, maybe... You know, you have that yeah. monthly subscription Why specifically? Because there are plenty of other places that yeah, do of course. regularly hide um, um, articles behind paywalls. I, I, I think... Um, what what a lot of magazine companies do is that they, um, so Condé uh, Condé Nast, which is the mm-hmm. magazine subscription sort of the, the people that sort of run it, I guess. Um, they do these deals on you know oh uh, you can have three months of uh, magazines, uh, which is just three magazines because it's monthly for you know a fraction of the cost, and then after that you're just you know you're just paying regular price yeah i mean you get discounts here and there but like it does add up if you've got other magazines that you want to uh, read yeah it's a nice incentive to sign up but yeah um and i think i I think i've definitely sort of got that but i just want to sort of work out how much i actually spend year over year do you you feel like i mean for people for people like yourself who do read uh printed publications fairly regularly from all sorts of different publishers um this is definitely this is definitely a cheap alternative. Like it's very it mm, definitely yeah, seems cost efficient. Like how much would you put down? What is like typical price for an issue to, for an issue of Wired, for example? Uh, I mean, uh, well, well, it's about four pounds an issue. Mm. Um, I mean, Apple said um, that you could be saving like eight thousand a year, which I don't think anyone spends eight thousand. Maybe they do. I don't know. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, like, so how many magazines? Assuming we're saying every magazine is four pound a pop, um, how many? How many issues do you, of like stuff in general would you say you buy in a given month? Um, well, it depends because because I mean, you're it's it. Apple News Plus becomes cheaper as soon as you buy a third, right? So, do you buy three or more every month? Well, yeah, that is the thing. I so I think I'll be reading if if I were to have Apple uh, News Plus, I would definitely be reading more magazines. Um, but what I normally do to sort of uh, work out if I want to buy it is just to sort of get a glimpse of it. Um, glimpse, get a glimpse of the magazine in store before I purchase, and that often at times makes me um, not purchase it. It really all just depends on that the magazine on the month. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you have the subscription beforehand, you don't have to make that decision. You've already got the content you've paid yeah, for. It yeah, yeah, it saves time, I guess, because I, I don't really favour in... But in would, you, would you still say, even given the fact that you, like, filter what you read, what mm. you pay for, rather, um, do you is it still typical for you to buy, like, more than two issues, more than two publications in in a given month? I think so. Yeah, I really do think right, so. Right, so then this is immediately worth it for someone like you, right? Because this is only $10 a month, and if we're saying that was £4 a pop, then... Yeah, I think it'll definitely be even more worth it if they... Because obviously we're both students. Um, I mean, it'd be great if there's like oh, a man, student, student discount. Oh, man, concession would be awesome. Yeah, because they do yeah. that with Apple Music, so like another yeah. streaming service, especially with their game service. They do, yeah, they already do it with Apple Music. They already do it with um, all of their hardware. So yeah, like if you look at any, I mean, streaming it is a measly service right discount now. in the in the in the grand scheme of student discounts, right? At least here in the UK, because like it's only a ten percent concession, but it'd still be nice. Yeah, like if you look at any other like 
subscription service out there, so like uh, in the likes of Amazon Prime. I mean, we're talking about TV now, um, and uh, um, you know, this could also include games. Like, if there's a student discount on this sort of stuff, that'd be great. Like five pounds a mm. month. Like, I'll definitely like that's definitely worth it. That's the but price. This, but of this is one. the thing. This is the thing. You're you're positing five pounds a month. If Apple's going to offer a student discount, it's not going to be half price. Mm. It's Apple, right? They're gonna they're gonna knock a, a dollar or two off, just as kind of a, a, as a as an incentive to sign up if you're a student. I don't know, right? Because they are, they already only take off ten percent mm. from their MacBooks, and I think it's also ten percent off Apple Music. Well, it's up to ten percent. Depends on the price. Right. So the you, yeah, exactly. Up to ten percent. Well, the here's the, the thing. Like, so I imagine if they were to put a student discount on this it would be just a flat 10% off rather than 50% off. Maybe, but here's the thing. Like, with, with the Apple TV stuff, we don't know what that's going to be priced at. And it's, it's, that's true. Hope, hopefully, it's going to be priced, yet, at least. Um, you know, um, quite, you know, maybe the same as what Netflix is charging or something. Or, you know, they've got to be competitive, obviously, with the pricing. But if you look at the... At, Apple News Plus. I guess I get where you're coming from. I mean, uh, I don't think there's another um, uh, platform out there that's doing what Apple's doing now. So they've got nothing to compete against. Oh, I'm not even arguing from the standpoint that it would um, be silly of them to knock off more because they have no competitors. But just from the standpoint that it's Apple and that's what they're prone to do based on what they've done in the past. Yeah, but then so you've I think got... it's kind of a given that if they do a student discount, it won't be any. That the final price won't be any less than nine dollars a month. Still, I don't know. I think it's skeptical at this point. I could, I, I don't know. Like we'll have to wait and see. Because if if you yeah, do if you do look yeah. if you do look like look at Apple Music, obviously they're competing against Spotify. Now Spotify do the same deal. If your student is five pounds a month, so they're they're price you know the same. But yeah, um, yeah. well, Apple News Plus has, as I said doesn't really have any competitors so i don't i don't think they'll build it maybe it really depends we'll have to wait and see before i uh forget i just want to point out that you, you've already mentioned the um the like animated front covers yeah yeah so we've got like kind of like uh not interactive but like yeah you, you have motion on the page right so yeah, rather than having like, nice. the example yeah. they gave and the a couple of the examples they showed were like you know rather than a static city skyline maybe it's yeah. like a short like a, like a gif type thing you know mm. like a slowed down video and mm. like you know a model rather than with one angle you get to see the you know they do different angles and that kind of thing mm. and like uh nice little they had the header where it was the title of the article and then one of the words came up and it was crossed out yeah. replaced by a different word so that was, you know, and at that point I was just like, you know, these are just like glorified web pages. It's just, it's just kind of an excuse to, to put it all in a, in a single, um, in a single place on a single platform behind a single paywall, right? Which isn't yeah. a bad thing, but mm. it's like, it, it's not really anything, uh, particularly innovative. Oh yeah, of course. Like if you look at just, Apple you know, News Apple's, Plus as a Apple's whole, got the scale to be able to. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like if you, if if you look at it as a whole, like all they've really done is that they've bought this um, subscription service from another company, and all the co other companies that were with, if, if this makes sense, all the other companies, like you know, the publishers that were with that company, have just transferred over to Apple. Apple was Apple Apple has then said like. Oh, we're gonna do a fifty percent cut, um, you know, fifty fifty on the, um, uh, on you know the share of the price, um, 
um, of which you know your publication can be on our service. As I, as I said, there's nothing more to it other than you know there's a combination of their own app um and they've they've got this magazine subscription on top of it and you know that's that's the only thing really uh you know you've yep. got that widespread adaptation from um apple uh which is great but that, that's really it i mean um what what i'm what i was thinking when they announced all of this i uh, with the apple news like what i was thinking was you know i like as i said i like how it's designed um and i think you know, this is going to be mainly targeted for people that have an iPad, I think, because it's, you know, it's the ideal platform right. for that or a laptop. Um, um, what do you think? I don't I don't think they have a focus on, on either model. I think, you know, phones have become so prevalent that it's just kind of if you're if you're good, there are plenty of people who will pay for the service on the phone and like, you know, mobile web. You know, mo- mobile use of the web has just become mm. really, really dominant in the last ten years, especially like the last yeah. five. And like people are already designing websites. The whole mobile first, um, the the whole like design philosophy of designing for mobile first, mm. right? And designing for larger screens. Uh, it's sort of not as an afterthought, but like uh, as not the principle behind the design behind something nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this will be perfectly fine on um, on the iPhone. Yeah, I mean, if if you look at it, like the iPhone, I wouldn't say it's dying. The whole smartphone business is sort of taking a shift because you know, if you buy a smartphone from two or three or four years ago, it does pretty much the exact same thing as you know these newer phones, and they're just as fast and stuff. And they, you know, if if you think about what a phone does for you, what do you really do? You do text messaging, you look at social media. That's pretty much it. You take a few calls, you look at the internet. Every other phone does that, um, and so a lot of people are just pleased, and so that's why we take see the smartphone. Take a few photos with your forty-one megapixel camera. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Nokia. Yeah, I still um, get over that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, like you know that the, there's. I don't think there's. I think there's going to be. You know, a, there is a decline in smartphones, but it's sort of consistent in the Apple sense. You know, you know, really? they're, 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 yeah, because do you, you know, do you people mean iPhones are, specifically or smartphones in general? Smartphones in general. If you if you look at um, it, like I think most people are just happy with their phones, and then they keep it for three or four years. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, mean, I have less less so in the iPhone ecosystem because, like, you know, mm. you have you've got the iPhone upgrade program, and generally, mm. generally, I think even outside of the iOS. Um, Users, that's the word. Outside of iOS users, um, I, I, I definitely feel like it's more common amongst people with uh, a bigger budget, you know, 300, 400 pounds or up, yeah. to um, more often upgrade their phones. Right? Yeah. The, the, what I want. Um, like every six months, every year, you know, like, I mean, even me, I was, I was at the like 100 to 200 pound, like 200 pound or less, like 200 pound, like absolute limit kind of thing for phones for the last five years and i still kind of upgraded uh once a year but that was more so due to the rate at which last year's hardware at that price level became obsolete became basically unusable right i couldn't play pokemon go when it came out (laughs) so you know i think what Apple's trying to do here is that they're pushing these services just so it's more, I guess, in a sense, worth it to get an iPhone um, because you have all these exclusive, exclusive things that come 
aside it, um, that's why we had this whole service service uh, event today. Um, and hope I mean, hopefully, it does boost iPhone sales. Um, I doubt it for the news sort of thing, but maybe you know, definitely for the Apple Card. And I think they know it's sort of dying. They need they need something new. I don't I don't think it will boost sales at all. I don't think this. Um... Well, I mean, Apple TV maybe, but like, I assume Apple TV Plus, did they explicitly mention this? Apple TV Plus, is it going to be available on standalone Apple TV devices or just iOS devices? No, it's on, uh, basically it's on everything, which we'll get to yeah, later, okay. it's on everything. So but, um... I don't think, but yeah, just to give the example whilst mm. we're on the topic, um, I don't think Apple News and Apple TV will give people enough reason to move over to a more expensive platform or like an equivalently priced platform if they're already on Android or don't use an iOS device, you know, mm. um, because, you know, Apple TV is going to be on the standalone Apple TV yeah, and um, Apple News where well, you can just get your news elsewhere, right? You can yeah. continue buying your magazines, right? Mm. That's still cheaper, at least the, like in the short term of like two or three years, depending on how much you buy, still cheaper than just outright buying an iPhone and paying for mm. the Apple News subscription, right? Uh, yeah. I think it would have been smart of them to... I don't know, maybe they do this at some point in the future. I doubt it. But if they were to basically say, if you've got an iPhone or if you haven't got an iPhone, if you buy one, we'll give you maybe some sort of discount or give you, you know, a few free months like, yeah, yeah. Uh, on can, our services or something. Or, I can see or that being a, a nice perk, but again, I, I don't think it works as a, oh, like the cons- the average consumer, at least in my mind, isn't going to go, um, oh, cool, if I buy an iPhone, I'm going to get six mm-hmm. months or 12 months or one month, depending on how stingy Apple is, of, of news for free. I should yeah. totally buy an iPhone now. Like, I mean, sure, there's a psychology of, a of trying to of trying to convince yeah. people um, to buy something. But like, if it's a fifteen hundred dollar phone, now all it is is a fifteen hundred dollar phone plus free news for some amount of time. Mm. The phone didn't get any cheaper. The barrier to entry is still just as high as it was before. Yeah, you know, I read the other day that this. Uh... Again, we'll be going into this later, which will be the last thing, which is the Apple TV Plus. Um, some analysts are suggesting that uh, once it is released year over year, um, Apple could be making about ten billion from it. Um, oh, easily, easily. Yeah. Um, you know, because they've already spent a billion. I mean, we don't, we don't know the, programs. we don't know the price, as we said, but. Mm, yeah. I, I, I reckon. Even, yeah, even with conservative figures, d- depending on how. Um, depending on how popular it becomes easily. Mm. Yeah, I reckon it's just going to be somewhere in the price range of what Netflix is offering right now, which is about... I reckon 15... I reckon... I mean, like, the US television market is pretty expensive as well. Mm. So I reckon 15 to $20, because they have all these channels. I reckon 15 to $20 is a good... I think that's what we can expect from them. What it is, is... You know what? We'll speak about it a bit later because you know I've got a lot to say about that. Um, we'll talk about the Apple Card later, I think, because yeah. it's a bit more separate from the services. Oh, so course. I think if we push Apple Card to the end, okay. that works. Yeah, like, we can we can talk about Apple TV now. I think that's fine. I've got a few things to talk about uh, with uh, Apple News uh, before we move on. But um, yeah, it's just like as we know, 
this is not coming out till the fall, yeah, which will be coming to the UK and Australia at the moment. It's just US and Canada. There, 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 I just updated to iOS 12.2, uh, which is, you know, you've got the new, um, basically the, the news app, because obviously we haven't got Apple News Plus yet. Uh, the, yes. The logo for, the, the, the app logo for Apple News is, has changed. Um, and I quite like it. To reflect it. The, that which is being used on Mac OS Mahal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the new, the, like, sort of uh, stylized N. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, the Apple TV app still looks the same, obviously. Uh, there's nothing changed there. Um, but if you do have an iPhone 10 or higher, you're going to have, like, new uh, Animoji characters, which is pretty cool. Um, and a, a cool thing that I haven't tried out as of yet... Um, is apparently you can say, um, you can activate Zuri to say, uh, hey, can I, uh, can can you uh, play a certain TV show or movie to my Apple TV from your phone, um, and mm-hmm. it will just start playing from your uh, from your TV, which is pretty cool. Nice, so I'm nice. going to try that out at some point uh, later on. Um, I, I think that's the only few features, you know, it's just some UI tweaks, really. Um, you know, I think that's going to be the yep. last update I mean, before I was. The UI for this out. does look really nice. Mm. Yeah, like, it's it's really nice. As yeah. as with anything Apple does, mm. they go for the whole. Um, oh, what's the term? You know, they try like because you make the whole. No, no, no. Like uh, skeuomorphism. That's it. Yeah. When you when you make when you make a UI look like the real thing. Right. Well, so I think like, they went away they, from they, that. Really, when they, I mean, they kind of have departed from it a bit. But like, for example, when they came out with newsstand and iBooks, and mm. like, you know, you've got the bookshelf and it's the books on the shelf, and it like resembles a real world experience. And like, the Notes app resembled the Notebook. I mean, uh, yeah, they definitely have gone away from that since iOS uh, seven. They've gone a bit more along the material design route. But this is still looking pretty nice with all like the front covers and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, nice. the UI is definitely there. Yeah. Anyway, should we get on to? Yeah, Apple? I'm, I mean, if you've got, um, let's see, we'll move. I think we should move on to Apple TV. We'll skip Apple Card for now. Well, I was going to suggest, like, just for a little bit, maybe talk about games. Oh yeah, 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 Apple Arcade. Yeah, sure. Just for a minute or two, because main games is not. Uh, you know, I used to love playing video games. You know, you, you do as a kid, but it's just like I don't know. I think as I've grown up, I'm like less interested, but. Um, Nonetheless, it's you know it's it's another service that Apple was. God, yeah. Um, last video game I played solidly was um, Breath of the Wild, and that was uh, this flip. time, yeah. this time last year, not this time last year, but like summer twenty seventeen. Mm. And I played that solidly over the summer, and I haven't really played a game since. The last game I played before that was like. Yeah, I don't game much. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Switch for me. Uh, I haven't played it at all yet, but um, you know what? What I was going to get into was you know I only really play games if I'm at a friend's house and they, you know, we get a group of us together. I mean, they, it's, it's more of a social thing for you. Yeah, it's it's you know it's more fun that way. I don't really. I mean, that is true. That the, is true. The days of playing multiplayer on Call of Duty as a kid, you know, staying up for like ten hours a day eating Doritos, pissing in the pot, <laughs> you know, your your fingers glued to. In my case, substitute Call of Duty with Minecraft. Shout out screen Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> like ten hour, ten hour weekend Minecraft. Wow. <laughs> I set up a Minecraft server. Yeah, played with a couple mates. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. There were there were a couple of days where he played like the mm. entire day. But this is like you know 
back in 2012. That's cool. I mean, like we were young, you know, this is something we always, always just to play yeah, with. Yeah, you have time. That's the thing. Yeah, of course. I don't just really, I, I really just don't. I think kind you of mature as well. Have the time like... to play because the kind of games that I play, you know, campaign yeah. style things, stories. You want it. You want to be able to put in the time to like kind of have the experience. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not really much of like the kind of grind and get to the end player. I like to. I like to. I'm a bit. I'm very much a completionist. So. Being able to put in the hours and just kind of enjoy the experience of playing a game, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I sort of lost that a couple of years ago. I saw my PlayStation Four. Um, yeah, I sold that, and uh, I. What I was doing, I was trying to fill this void because everyone was would like tell me like get this game, get that game, so we can play multiplayer and stuff. And mm. like I was trying to fill this void of like uh, I had this game that I would enjoy playing for like I don't know a couple of hours and then you know I'll move on to the next because I was bored of that. Right. And then I just came to realize that I just don't like games, <laughs> <laughs> and I spent so much money uh, on video games, stupid amount, and I just ended up selling it all. Um, so I think I think. Well, at least you someone got your money back. Yeah, and you know I became more productive as well and. As I said, I feel like depending on the type of person you are, I think, you know, uh, in my case, I think I matured in the sense of like I found other sources of things that I enjoy the most and are somewhat productive, I guess. But anyways, let's, let's move on to the uh, game description. So Apple's calling this uh, uh, Apple Arcade. Um, uh, it's a dress that has... You know, on iOS alone, they have 1 billion players, which is fucking crazy. Um, they, there are 300,000 games uh, that are either free or they're free with in-app purchases, which is mostly the case, um, and uh, or they're paid. Um, for, for this mobile subscription service, um, they, by the looks of it, they have quite a few sort of big titles. I think I saw Sonic in there at one point. I think they, they, they look quite exclusive. Um, you know, I've never seen any games like this on an iOS device before. And they, you know, they, I think they've really taken advantage on, you know, the newer processors um, of their devices because their, you know, new iPhones and new iPads are coming up to... Uh, top tier performance that are quite equivalent to quite a few MacBooks or laptops in in the market. So uh, I think they're really taking advantage of that in there. They also address its offline play, which is great. Um, but there's no Mac integration, which is really weird. I thought they would do that, but I guess it kind of makes sense because if you look at the App Store right now, there's there's games so on there that titles, are like yeah. fifty quid. Yeah, sometimes. whereas the Mac gaming scene is very lacking. Yeah, um, you know, if you buy a uh, Mac, you you don't don't I, I buy it if you want to play games. We'll, with with the um, during the Mojave conference, uh, you remember they talked about merging AppKit and um, mer- merging the iOS and macOS portions of AppKit, and um, yeah, I reckon that might help uh, assist developers in maybe porting some of their um, uh, some of their iOS titles mm. to macOS. Um, so maybe we'll see a bit of a larger library. Um, yeah, perhaps. But yeah, macOS is really struggling in terms of having games that people want to play oh, on it. Yeah. I mean, the only real ones I can think of are like Fortnite and Hearthstone and things of that nature, which are fairly simple games, aren't mm. very hardware, like GPU intensive or anything like that. So 
And like, and like, there are a lot of indie games on Steam that you can play on macOS, but like, the Windows library is so much greater, larger in size. Like, um, a lot of mainly MacBook users, I guess, they they buy these external, uh, you know, the eGPU. Oh yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get there. the eGPU, so no, they can yeah. play these games. Um, which... Yeah, having having being able to get the hardware to play them is an issue. I just think not not like. When was the last time you saw like a AAA title on macOS? The developers yeah. just aren't developing games for macOS. Yeah, they're going to other platform because they know that a majority of gamers they build these PCs. Yeah, it's it's a feedback loop. Yeah, people yeah. have been developing games for Windows for years, and people have been playing yeah. games on Windows for years, so developers continue developing for yeah, Windows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, Apple Arcade. Um, they Hell, even 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 Linux is getting better. Um... <laughs> Uh, gaming support than Mac right now because of uh, Steam releasing Proton. I don't know if you're aware of this. No. So uh, Steam announced a couple months ago uh, this program called uh, Proton. And when I say program, I don't mean. Um... Actually, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's a dedicated application, um, but I mean program in the sense of uh, assist, like a system. Like it's uh, like when someone gives you a program for an event, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway. So yeah, that's like kind of working towards bringing Windows games on Steam to Linux on Steam. Okay. Huh. Um, so yeah, Linux is seeing quite a large increase in playable games. Yeah. Has been for the last couple of months where this Proton thing is in alpha, beta. Hmm. Uh, even look at Google that the um, they've got this new cloud gaming service called Stadium. Oh yeah, Stadium. 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 Stadium so. Uh, so that they're even competing. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's thing. and that's cloud-based, right? So, yeah. this, yeah, you could definitely game on macOS using Stadia, mm. and maybe even depending. I don't know how feasible it is for Google to bring Stadia to iOS, mm. um, or even whether it's worth them doing so. But if they did, then it would definitely be a competitor to Apple Arcade. Mm. But yeah, so as you've been trying, I've been <laughs> quite quite uh, obnoxiously into That's okay, that's yeah, okay. <laughs> let's let's go into that. Um so yeah, just lastly, uh, uh Apple Arcade will be available in hundred and fifty plus countries uh later this year. Um and uh the pricing and details are still to come, like for pretty much everything they've announced really. Um yeah, Apple News was the only thing they gave a price for, and then yeah, they released immediately. Yeah, everything um, else is coming in the fall. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's get straight into TV. Oh, is that really all you had to say? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on it real quickly because it was a factor. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, we rambled about we rambled about games for a good five to ten minutes. So fair enough. So, uh, well, the first thing. Um, this is what I, I. Where should I start? Okay, so let's start from the beginning of where they went off. Um, so they basically said the Apple TV ad, uh, the app, uh, which is available on, across all Apple devices, and even is coming to the Mac, uh, which is great. Can't wait for that. Um, there's gonna uh, what they're doing now is they're having satellite TV. Uh, access to the Apple TV app so you can watch satellite TV within the app. You don't have to go between different apps and that also includes subscriptions that you might be subscribed to like the likes of uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime. It's all in the app uh, which is really great. Um, uh, just to be clear on that, um, when you say satellite TV, mm. it's not actually over satellite, right? It is It is all streamed over the internet? 
Yeah. Like satellite TV in the sense they're like traditional TV channels. Yeah. Like, you know, HBO, National Geographic. I think that's uh, what people were just CW, that kind of anyway. thing. I can't remember. The HBO, yeah. there was HBO and one other channel they specifically mentioned. And they had a, a set of channels that they showed on screen. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like conventional cable satellite TV channels, but yeah. streamed over the internet. Mm. Um uh they even have like a sports section and they were really pushing out kids TV as well uh in this in this yeah, uh, yeah. uh good this old event, big bird really coming on stage <laughs> yeah that was really big great big bird from sesame street yeah oh boy was that cringy <laughs> yeah i i was scared <laughs> we'll get into I've that seen because big really bird wasn't stuff, the only yeah. celebrity on stage oh yeah, no god. <laughs> oh god this was a this was a shambles in my opinion yeah <laughs> this was so unnecessary Mm. They were um, so drawn out. God, <laughs> this talk was two hours. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we 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 planned we planned today very well because the event started at five UK time, and we were like, "How long is this going to be? Uh, two hours? Two, two hours, hours yeah. max." So we'll plan we'll plan to watch five till seven. I actually thought it was going to be like break for an hour, hour and then record from eight pm onwards, and we nailed it. So I'm very proud of us. Yeah, it did drag on a bit, um, a lot actually. But yeah, so. So the talk was two hours. Yeah. And during the first hour, they talked about four things. They talked about Apple News. They talked about Apple Card. They talked about Apple Arcade. And they talked about uh, Apple TV Plus. All within the first hour, even the Apple TV Plus, they like started talking about it maybe like 55 minutes in. Yeah. And basically finished talking about what it is and what was on offer, like, you know, conventional channels and stuff. Yeah. Like, 65 70 minutes in right so you you just entered the second hour and then the rest of the talk was 50 minutes of different actors coming on stage one by one it's a just bit talking like about their apple tv plus exclusives and oh my god i was so bored it was a bit like what i thought it was going to be it was like uh but i guess in a sense worse because if you look at uh a gaming sort of keynote or something of some sort like you know, Sony doing a, you know, a live show at E3 or something, you know, they, they show off the game. In this sense, they're just yeah, talking the, about it. I was I was just about to point that out. Mm. They, they didn't even show, like, any content or any trailers or, like, any teasers. They, they did see... Or, like, here's a sneak we did, peek We did get whatever. a teaser. We did get a teaser, like a slight, slight teaser of all, 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 all of the like, programs that are coming, but it's not really much. 50 minutes, it was people walking on stage and going mm. hey i'm jennifer anderson hey i'm steve yeah. carell hey i'm reese witherspoon i'm gonna talk about for like five solid minutes i'm just gonna give a verbal synopsis yeah. of this show that we're in which yeah, is kind of awkward tv plus sign up now yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> at one point they had they had they had they had sarah Bareilles play piano yeah they do that at these events. It's supposed to be a tech conference, not a freaking concert. No, they do it. They do it at these tech events. They had Lana Del Rey last year in October delivering the MacBook Air event. I mean, I, I just don't. I just don't have the patience for this kind of <laughs> deviation from the norm. Like, I that was a bit there's there's innovation, and then there's just being weird. Yeah, I... like. They've gone I mean, Apple a... are living up to the Think Different slogan, but, like, it's not it's not a good sort of thinking differently. I don't know. Like, they've sort of gone from, like, this big tech company to, you know, that are targeted towards, I guess, somewhat techies, but also just, you know, average people also. But, like, now it's just everyone. Yeah, I mean, definitely since the iPod, they've just been venturing into traditional media and trying yeah. to, like, subsume all of that. Mm. 
Yeah, so let's go back to the, what the Apple TV app also includes. So uh, the the refresh of Apple TV is going to have, like, the TV channels are going to be ad-free, which is really great. Um, there's, as I said before, there's no bouncing from app to app, which is also really great. Uh, uh, so what I really love and what we currently have is, you know, everything's in one app. You don't have to go between um, app, app to app to find the content that you really want. And it's all, like, sort of curated to you uh, of what you generally watch or, or like. Um, there, as I said before, there's a sports section. Um, there's a movie section, of course. Um, uh, the, the, one of the cool things is, like, when you're... Uh, when you're trying to look up something new, uh, so let's say what they did, like what they did for uh, what they showed at this keynote today was they they showed um, uh, what's it called, Aquaman. Uh, they, you know, oh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. When when you're looking through maybe the description or something, uh, it just instantly sort of plays a trailer. This is a cool thing when they oh yeah yeah you're when about the when they Sorry. play it within I, the I app. I got before. sidetracked because. Jason Momoa was also one of the actors on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few. There was quite a few people there, but uh, I, I mean, I, I think that's I think really like great. Twenty people. That, oh yeah, about twenty people. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think it's really cool that they're doing this trailer thing. You know, it's something what Netflix has done for quite a while. Um, but personally, for me, hopefully you can turn it off because I really don't like watching trailers. I'm, I think I'm the only one that really sort of doesn't really like trailers because I don't know there's I feel like yeah, it gives away too nowadays. much of, yeah it just gives away too much I like not, just reading not yeah not in that they give away the immediate plot but like yeah yeah it's just it's so much better going in without without you know, it's nice to have the context that say a teaser provides but yeah. not the kind of plot awareness that a trailer provides yeah definitely because I, I hate watching a film and it sort of goes like I know what's going to happen <laughs> oh god yeah the worst it. is like trailers for like i've seen the trailer i mean not even i was going to make the point of like comedies where like they 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 exhaust all of the good jokes in the trailer yeah um but also just just the kind of um like for action movies and things where they're like they spoil all of the like the good beats in the movie right mm. like all the good enjoyable moments yeah, and they they just they just use them all up for the sake of the trailer and building hype for the movie, and mm. then because you've seen them already, the movie is just you don't it doesn't elicit the same response from you as it would otherwise. Mm. It's just disappointing. Yeah, it is. I I hate it. I I that's why I stay for, away from YouTube as much as possible uh, as possible because like there's a temptation yeah, of I wanting mean, like, to watch I was the trailer. Debating watching the Avengers Endgame trailer, the yeah. second like the main one when it came out. Did you watch um, it? I did, I did, and like they did. I think they did a good job of that of not really spoiling too much, mm. right? I have no I clue because I didn't watch it. Marvel's kind of been yeah. doing a good job of that recently. Yeah, like to the extent to the extent where like in the uh, Avengers, yeah, things, CGI out or like re-render the scenes with like Thanos having the Infinity Stones to show like mm. we don't know whether he has certain ones here, and then like in the final cut of the movie, mm. he had certain ones and that kind of thing. So it leaves you hanging. Um, but yeah, most trailers for movies nowadays just don't do that. They just... Because, I mean, ultimately, the goal of the trailer is to get you in the box office and to buy the ticket, mm. right? And, you know, that's good enough. It makes them a profit. And, like, yeah. you know, I would hope 
that more movie directors um i mean ultimately it's not really down to the directors it's down to the studios more more studios would have the integrity to put out a good movie and not rely on the trailer mm. but that just doesn't bring in the bucks so yeah like i'm doing a documentary uh that's coming out late this year and i decide not to do a trailer because i feel i feel i feel like it's a good marketing point but i think a really dis- good description sort of is i think you can yeah you know, easily i mean put a description in social media and even just... if you don't do a trailer i feel like a teaser is definitely necessary to get the word out there and get people i think i've done some somewhat, yeah i've done teasers get, get, get people definitely. somewhat yeah uh, knowledgeable about what the premise is and why they should watch it yeah but yeah yeah i feel i feel like i've definitely done a teaser content. yeah um just sort of insight it's sort of like an intro i guess but um like i sort of get that from the cinema like i don't really like i i deliberately because obviously you have the you know you have the pre-roll when, trailers yeah you have like you about 20 minutes half hour of that and depending on the movie depending on the screening yeah anyway and like what time minutes, it is half i guess an hour. yeah um you gotta be really smart about like when to walk in funny funny thing about that um usually yeah going to movie it's like 15 to 30 minutes Went into uh, Avengers Infinity War on uh, opening weekend at like mm. two in the afternoon. Three minutes, five minutes, something like that. It was really short. They wow. just got straight into it. I think also because it's a two and a half hour. So I think, you yeah. know, screening times back to back. I think the running time prevents them from having, if it's a long running time for a movie. Yeah, because they've got to fit all the other movies in for the later yeah, exactly. showings. Exactly. Yeah. They've got to have it line up with their schedule, so. Yeah. Anyways, moving on uh, back to the Apple TV stuff. I don't know if you saw that, but saw this, but this is really cool. So once you're in the Apple TV app, if there's a service, so let's say HBO, that you want to sign up to, you can just do it within a few clicks. You don't have to sign. You don't have to put in your uh, account details or anything like that. You, you just you know, within a few clicks, you sign in to the app, and then you can start watching. Uh, because a lot of major services you know they give you like an extra you know they give you a month free trial or something so it's really easy to just sign up put your credit card details in and then just watch it and then if you don't like it you don't have to pay sort of thing you just sort of back out but in this sense with the apple tv app it's just like a few clicks yeah yeah nice user experience yeah it's, it's, it's you know it's convenient you don't have to like you know navigate to go through each word uh, just to enter in your email and password um, or, you know, credit card details or something. Uh, what else is there? So, you know, the, the, this was addressed, I think we I think we talked about this, you know, the Apple TV app coming to smart TVs. Um, ah, yeah, like we addressed Samsung, this in our, so, last, yeah. in our last podcast. Was it episode yeah. four we addressed this? I think it was episode four, yeah. Yeah, we talked about CES. Yeah, yeah, it was CES. That's the amount of time. Uh, yeah, so we know that it's coming to uh, smart TV manufacturers like Samsung, Sony, LG, and Vizio. Um, they are also including sort of you know TV setup boxes that are like Apple TV. Yeah, it was, uh, like it, was it was a CES episode, Fire but TV. that wasn't last episode. Oh, right, it okay. was uh, episode three. Ah, uh, well, I get you. Yeah, so they, they, they're, you know, they're integrating the Apple TV app into Roku and Fire TV, which is really great. Uh, so, you know, they've got a diversity oh, of they? products. Yeah. Um, but the, the only thing is, like, the only platform, well, the only two platforms, really, 
uh, that are you know popular, I guess, and majority of people use is that 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 that's not you know the Apple TV app's not coming to um, is is uh, Windows and Android. Um, I thought they would really do that, considering that they were pushing the Apple TV app on you know other platforms, but they are TV based. But I think it's in Apple's interest, and as you say, Windows and Android you know, don't have clients for them. I think it's in their interest to try and replicate the sort of traditional TV experience by kind of, you know, confining it to um, regular TVs, you know, like, as you say, TVs and like, yeah, it's a, it, the Apple TV device is a product designed to be hooked up to like a 30 inch, 40 inch, 50 inch monitor. Right. Mm. Um, So I think it's just kind of a bonus now that they've added the app ios like mm. with that regular functionality you can watch stuff in it but yeah i don't I, I don't see them ever bothering with like an android or a windows yeah i i can kind of get that like it's the same thing like a lot of people think gonna... and plus it keeps people away from those platforms and moving to theirs as well there's not really anything exactly like i was just about to watching say watching tv yeah they will watch tv if you offer them a good service, they will watch TV on your service. I was just about to say that it's the exact same thing. You know, people thinking that they're going to bring iMessage to Android. They're not. Obviously not. It's their own platform. Why would, yeah, why would they do that? It's like their unique selling point of the iPhone. One of the unique selling points, anyway. Because um, a lot of people just like really like iMessage. And that's why they have an iPhone. Uh, anyways, uh, to find, you know, final things on the apple tv app alone and we'll move on to the apple tv is like you know it's, it's coming to at the moment the apple tv app is available in 10 countries today and it's going to be available in 100 plus countries and regions uh later this year which is a huge increase um so they're, they're really pushing this out um so yeah let's let's go straight into the apple tv plus side of things real um, quick um yeah. Can we can we just touch on the fact that they're like really embracing moving away from the the i branding iPod iPad and moving towards this just plain old using their company Apple, name yeah Apple Watch Apple TV Apple News Plus well yeah that's all services based I guess I mean I, I don't know actually because if you look at the Apple TV it's just called well, Apple I mean TV. It's it, it, would, TV. it would it would it certainly would be it certainly wouldn't feel out of place if they called them iNews, iTV, iArcade, right? Mm. But they've definitely moved away from that. I, I, I don't know. I just find that kind of interesting. Because, I mean, the i does stand for internet. Jobs has said that, you know, very well known that he said that. It's not, like, interactive or anything. So, like, yeah. But this is all very internet-based, so I, do, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting point. I, I think uh, Apple just wants to somewhat have a series of names. I mean, if you... Well, what we're trying to say is, is if even if you look at the iPhone product line, they're trying to make, you know, you've got the iPhone XS Max, it's pretty long, but like it is sort of somewhat unique to what people mm-hmm. were thinking it was going to be called, like we all thought it was just going to be called iPhone XS Plus, Plus or, something. or something, yeah. Um, you know, Apple's like just trying to make it sound better and diff- uh, just by being different. Um you know, because if they just call it, if they, yeah, if they just call it Plus another year around, then, you know, people are going to say, same old Apple. Oh, so many people, so many people on, on Twitter um, complaining about the use of Plus for their premium service name. Hmm. Apple News, Apple News 
plus. What Apple have been TV, saying? Apple TV plus. They were just like, can we not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was this really great tweet. Oh, I um, I, I yeah, I replied with. Um, Maybe they should call them uh, minus because that's what will be in front of your uh, balance once you start paying for all of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, good. If you do, if you look at it, like it, let's say they they do charge about ten pounds a month for the subscription, all the all, all the other subscription services that are announced announced today, plus Apple Music, you're looking at forty pounds a month just alone for all their subscription services, uh, which is crazy. Um, I mean, they're obviously trying to boost up revenue for services. That's the whole point of this. Because um, you know, year over year, it's gonna it's gonna about forty forty percent of their business really. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find the tweet. Someone tweeted something about basically. I'm gonna get into this before talking about Apple TV just briefly. Uh, just what analysts have said and not not really analysts but you know just gathering news before the event um you know but they spent apple has spent like a like one billion dollars on these shows and movies uh you know they've got big stars and big directors like spielberg uh reese weatherspoon um jennifer aniston steve carell jj abrams um and uh, rupert grint's gonna be there and chris evans and stuff they, they're all you know, actors uh, that are coming onto the services. Um, but I'm trying to find this tweet because it's really, really, I I giggled at it for so long. Um, yeah, someone was like, uh, oh, "Fuck it, I'm just getting into it right now." So, Reese Witherspoon. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Uh, Aniston and dive into the deep end. <laughs> and uh, Steve Carell. And Steve Carell uh, have got a new show coming out which is called the morning show which is i'm guessing a comedy um and uh i, I mean i don't know too much about it i think they were just trying to be you know funny on stage i guess um but uh uh they're, they're basically the news reporters uh for the morning show um but someone someone on twitter went Breaking news, Michael Scott announces a Dunder Mifflin collaboration with Apple to make paper compatible with Apple Pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really give oh, a at that. I really love that. I don't know, we don't really know too much about the comedy show, do we? The the, the morning show really, do we? Uh, other than uh, just... we don't really know much about any of these things. I mean well, no, that's that's a lie. That's a lie. No, but, we know um, some things. We we don't in the it. sense that we've not seen any of the content. Yeah, I think they just started working on it, really. Yeah, that's another thing. How how um, maybe that's why they didn't show any uh, content. Maybe they just don't have any. Maybe it's all in like pre-production still. I mean, yeah, like Tim just said, like this is a sneak peek of what we're doing, but it was a very long sneak peek. That was the problem. It was an hour long sneak peek. Yeah, exactly. It was a very boring hour-long sneak peek yeah. with a bit of music in the middle for some reason and Big Bird. I'm excited uh, to see them, but I just want to see them. Like, mm. I just, I, I mean, it's cool that they've got these actors come on stage and they're talking about, and these directors, they're talking about how, it's, how it is and stuff and how excited they are for when it comes out. And that's all well and dandy, but it's just like, well, can we just see what's going on? <laughs> 
can we just see the product? Um, and we didn't get that. But um, anyways, uh, Spielberg came on stage. That was that was first of all, and I <laughs> I I giggled a bit because I I thought I don't know if you saw it, but like you know they had the Apple TV Plus thing. So, uh, uh, sign up on on stage on, on the screen, but they also had a black and white picture of Spielberg, right? Yeah. Um, I honestly thought for a split second <laughs> that it was Steve the resurrection Jobs. of Steve Jobs. <laughs> I was like, what is this shit? So was that Steve Spielberg or Stephen Jobs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't even know what he's gonna be doing really. Um, I he because he was talking a lot about. They had a, a very long video uh, with him in it talking about, you know, writers. And it was really nice. But I don't think it was really necessary necessary for the event, I guess. I don't know. Like, I think they sh- what Apple typically, typically does, and I think they've got some of their YouTube pe- uh, channel right now, they just release a bunch of videos that weren't shown at the event uh, detailing what they have and stuff. Um, and I think that's one of the things they could have just added. I don't know. Like, I think this event could have been, you know, cut down by, you know, at least 30 to 45 minutes. Um, but, uh, it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. At least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. No, I I think cutting it down to, yeah. And cutting it down by about 45 minutes seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That was so much, uh, just mm. fluff. Yeah, I mean, there was quite a few team shows announced. You know, you got um, uh, what's his name? What's the what's the man's name? Ma- Jason Man- Momoa. Momoa, yeah. Uh, he's, they were talking about this like C T V show. Um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. Know. I honestly. Yeah, just Jason I, Momoa. Yeah. Some CT- Yo, let's move on. Yeah, like literally, I don't like when I was watching this. I was like, "What is this? I don't know what's really going." They were like talking about senses and stuff, and I don't know. I, I didn't feel I mean, I got that was the, the thing. The that was what was so TV dull show. about it. It's just like it just wasn't engaging. It wasn't what I was. I want, was watching this event expecting to see. Mm. I was not expecting to see a bunch of celebrities walk on stage and uh, try and sell me their shows. Yeah, platform that I don't that I don't give a shit about because it doesn't exist yet. Mm. I think the unique selling point was you know they they gave us the list of actors that they've got, and I mean judging by the tweets that I've seen. Oh, also Oprah. <laughs> well, go have Oprah. Oh, I mean, God. That that's you know Apple's an American band and if they've got Oprah they're gonna that's that's, that's another thing that people well, I was about to get into like you know you've got these cool actors and stuff and a lot of people are tweeting out like saying oh they've got this and that person there's one TV show I'm definitely gonna watch that yeah I mean so I don't care what they release I'm gonna watch that because it's got their favorite people in it and uh, I think that's a really good selling point because if you I think if you compare what Netflix has to offer in terms of exclusive content with what Apple's trying to release. And if you just look at the actors that they have, they they match quite fairly, I think. Maybe Apple, in my opinion, is going to be better. Uh, but it depends on, I mean, you know, I don't, I the don't watch content. content for the actors. I mean, yeah, sure, certainly. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do. And definitely if I see someone I recognize in a different show, Certainly, if I see an actor that I'm familiar with or that I enjoy, if I 
see them in a new show, I'll be inclined to watch it. Yeah. But it's not the be-all, end-all, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And like, you know, Stranger Things. How many actors from Stranger Things do you know? Exactly. Before, did you know, before Stranger Things was a thing? Mm. Like, um... Yeah, I really hope there's going to be content from actors that we don't know about. The one who plays Nancy Wheeler was in Hannah Montana, the movie, but besides that... <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Just random piece of trivia. Is that what you watched the other night? <laughs> uh, no, but I... The most recent thing I watched was uh, Humans, season three. Oh, right. That was very good. That was very yeah. good. Season four should be coming at the end of this year. I'm very excited. Cool. Yeah, so we, we had Aquaman guy. Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa. Um, I mean, he is just Aquaman at this point, isn't he? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't even know who does he play in Game of Thrones, because he's in Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, he plays his barbarian guy. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, he looks like my mate from uni, but that's another story for another time. So, as I said, Apple's hiring major actors like Netflix does for their platform but um, yeah. you got that um, I think he I think he pronounced his name uh, it's a com- uh, comedic guy it's uh, Kamal oh the Nanangi. Indian guy Nanani Janani the Indian guy um, yeah. I can't remember his name he's but, working um, on a series what's his character Doctor something Do- I can't remember I just put down Doctor Guy because I don't know his name <laughs> Um, um, how do you how do you spell his last name? Nanjin. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Spell Nan- it out. Spell it out. N A N G. No fucking hell. I can't. N A N J I N A N I. Nanjin. Nanjinani. 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 Hmm. Anyways, uh, he's working. If you don't know who that guy is, <laughs> I mean, he 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 worked on um. Uh, yeah, he's big sick. He's oh, Kumail, 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 Nanjiani, Nanjiani. Nanjiani. There's no, there's only two N's. Yeah. You said J I N. Oh no, there's, oh, well. there's, there's, yeah, no, yeah, it's two N's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy from Karachi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's working on a show called. Yeah, I recognize him from Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch that. He's working on a show called Little America, which is about immigrants. I got that. <laughs> but uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's an interesting premise for a show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the, the whole show is but based why around... was I being told about this TV show at an Apple course? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this um... is my only gripe. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about immigrants. Uh, it's a show about immigrants. So it's just like a comparison, to break it down, it's a comparison of immigrants and those who are not immigrants themselves um yeah just trying to overcome the stigma of immigrants being other yeah but yeah um that's what i got from it uh then we have big bird uh which is the kids tv yeah sesame street uh, sesame street which is great um and they uh had a bit of a spiel on stage about hey coding is great yeah like uh they were saying yeah, it's really great for kids to get on to Develop learning those, those about kinds, those kinds of uh, skills. Yeah, and you know, there's in critical... traditional Sesame Street style. Yeah, there's cri- critical thinking uh, that comes into play with it uh, and collaboration, um, and I think that's, I think that's a really great. <laughs> yeah, step. those were the buzzwords they used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's a really great step into you know getting more kids to code really um yeah i mean it's it's a, like it's kind of interesting there's a lot of content in that yeah. vein already out there yeah. um yeah 
Yeah. They had Big Bird on stage at an Apple conference. That's just weird to me. <laughs> no. Someone, someone's like, someone on Twitter, Coracle, who I didn't realize Craig Federini looked like that nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> then they say something about his hair. Yeah. It was his hair. Yeah, right? something about Craig Federini's hairstyle and comparing it to Big Bird's big curly hair type thing that he's got going on. Yeah. That's quite funny. Um, moving on, we have a show that JJ Abrams and Sarah Brellas uh, is working on. Uh, it's something that ties in with, uh, from what I got, it's a young woman that's trying to find her, her own voice within music, and she's she's in a neighborhood full of other artists. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the premise. Reminds me of uh, Nashville. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. yeah, I know Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite similar, I guess. Um but she she she's uh she, you know, she's a neighbor she's in a, she lives in a neighborhood a neighborhood full of other artists and she just wants to pursue uh who what basically everyone wants to pursue their dream. It, it's interesting to see, you know, JJ's sort of twist on it, I guess maybe. Um yeah. but um I, I, I mean, didn't really did find Abrams it write it or is he just directing? Uh, I believe, yeah, he's he's directing it. Yeah, so I mean, but maybe, I think he's helping on the co-writers. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I did find the music quite a little, you know, a little cheesy, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah I mean, bit. I won't see because I'm probably not paying for this, but whatever. <laughs> I don't have an iOS device. I don't have an Apple TV. I ain't watching this shit. Unless I decide to pirate it for some reason. Listen, guys. Why would I do that? Listen, guys. You know, we're going to have a Patreon soon. Donate, donate, like, donate to Jeevan to get an iPad. And then I'll get him. Shall we have that? Shall we have that as one of the tier? (laughs) (laughs) If we if we actually set up a Patreon, I'll I'll pay him in Apple TV. uh, Donate ten dollars a month. This will go towards buying Cheevan an iPad so that we can uh, start a series where I I critique, where I critique and comment (laughs) on Apple TV Plus exclusive titles. I'm gonna do that today. Right after this, the whole thing is just gonna be. It's just gonna be one of those um, really shitty react style videos mm. where there's like no substance to the person doing the reacting mm. and so it's just like a picture in picture with me watching a screen and then the picture in picture with the show and i'm basically just like bootlegging the entire show if it's a 50 minute episode it's gonna be a 50 minute video I'm gonna have the whole episode picture in picture and then right at the end i'm just gonna go well that was shit cut to black every video is gonna be that <laughs> <laughs> um i just found this interesting tweet um well, a few interesting tweets. Um, a lot of people are saying that Steven Spielberg. Uh, a lot of people thought he hated streaming services, but he's. I don't know. It's a... nah, man. That's Tarantino. That's Tarantino's deal. Yeah, true. Uh, I did address that in a. Technology oh yeah, you did. Video. Didn't you? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was talking like about in, streaming like services. Like in the show notes. Yeah. Um, S- uh, sly plug. Sly plug. Yeah, I guess I do feel like there's. I, I mean, I do like my streaming services. There's a lot of benefit to it. But, you know, there's certain points where I think it, you know, in the, we're definitely at a point where there's just too much and we're getting overwhelmed. I think that's it. a poor excuse just because, like, you don't have to consume all of the content. I know, but it's like... I'm, I'm not, not saying there isn't an excuse, but I think that excuse is really shit. Um, 
I don't know because like it, it, it's, uh, it's just it's feel... just the evolution of the platform of how we consume. Media. I I don't I know, think it's got uh, anything to do with the amount of content. What I feel if is anything. If anything, the fact that these platforms exist is what's meant that there's such an influx of content. Yeah. No, no, I do think, like, um, streaming TV and having apps is definitely the way forward. But Mm -hmm. I don't really like the fact that, you know, there's a lot of options out there in terms of, okay, yeah, we do have a lot of content, which is great. We've got a lot of access to stuff. But we're paying so much, you know, because it adds up. We've got so many, like, services you know you've got disney yeah. that's taking a lot of their shows and all their content mm. from netflix there this year to have in their own platform and so yeah. people are going to want to jump on that and it just and it's going back to like you know if you do have cable tv on top of that which is kind of stupid to have nowadays i guess agreed um you know you're, you're looking at you know a couple of hundred just to have all the tv shows that you want um, that's that's what we're getting to at this point, and I feel like, you know, how much of that are you actually going to watch each month? And I feel like having something that you physically own uh, is better than something that's probably going to be taken off in a couple of months, just like Netflix does. And hopefully that's not the case with Apple right now. Yeah, I mean, my family personally, we don't use any online streaming, Netflix or anything of the sort. Um, so we do have like a Sky TV subscription, but you know, we cut down on the the packages that we're subscribed to, and that like substantially cut down the bill, and it's just like yeah. Mm. Affect our our viewing habits in any way because you just don't consume that much media, um, and like of that sort of variety even. But um, yeah, I do I I do think traditional um, television is nearing its death. Give it another five or ten years for yeah. it to completely kind of fizzle out of existence. I mean, that's that's not just the only form of physical media that's dying, but. Um, like online online media consumption is already the new normal yeah even with regards to television even with it, regards to video I, i'm gonna say now as much as i love physical media like i do i'm trying to get rid of those uh now because you know i, I don't want to declutter stuff it's i'm only keeping the stuff that i really really enjoy i guess the most um like i have a bunch of Hitch- hitchcock dvds that i still own because i I do watch them from time to time, um, and I it's something physical that I just do want to keep because um, it's something that I enjoy. Well, I'm not going to get rid of something I like enjoy, obviously, um, and I know that I can get a lot of those on different platforms. Maybe uh, I mean to be honest, I don't I don't know any other Hitchcock films that are actually you can get on platforms such as Netflix at this time, but. Um, you know, it's something that I really want to keep. Um, and uh, I think that's just much greater than, you know, if I do pay for Netflix for like a couple of months or something just to watch those movies, then who's to say that they're not going to take it off like late in the future? That's true. That's true. Yeah, being able to have uh, persistent access. But, but uh, I think that's an entirely, differently beast, entirely different beast to tame because... Um, We've we've just been talking about subscription services, right? Um, and traditional TV is a subscription service. You pay a monthly fee for it, and you get a service for a month. And the next month, that service may or may not be there at the discretion of the service provider. Yeah. Right? Living control. DVDs, traditional like video media, CD, they don't fit into that. Once you have the media, it is yours. Yeah. And you can still have that with digital downloads. Like, that's not, that's not God. Mm. 
the the way in which you consume and enjoy it, sure, it's slightly different for some people, for most people even, I would argue, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But just as you like having physical DVDs, I like having physical albums. I, I, I don't, you know, for like the extras, the liner art, just being able to put it on your shelf, just the kind of aesthetic aspect of owning it, you know. Um, but it's a completely separate issue. Yeah. In the same, this is this is more, this is more a matter of getting rid of traditional TV in the sense of you have a set top box from a a television service provider, and they supply you with the channels that you ask for for a nominal monthly fee. Yeah. And moving away from that model and having what in the past you know five, ten, fifteen years has been getting your content directly from the uh, the content creator. So you know, getting Disney Channel shows from Disney Go getting um, Netflix exclusives from Netflix, getting uh, HBO shows from HBO Now, that sort of thing, right? And now kind of we're going back to form on the like traditional TV service provider thing, but mm. in the internet sphere um, with Apple now bringing this Definitely. Apple TV Plus thing and kind of trying to bring everything back together. And like we do see that, we have seen that with even traditional TV service providers like Sky moving or not moving away, but in addition to their like set-top box offers, also giving you the ability to watch whatever you could watch on your set-top box um, anywhere in the world over the internet via the likes of Sky Player, Sky Go, as they call it. Mm. And you know you have the same for a lot of the other providers, at least here in the UK. Um, and I, I believe with some of the providers in the US. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a weird one because there's also the matter of people preferent like you know people only watch certain things right they only watch certain networks or like certain shows which as you say they enjoy for some reason be it that show specifically or like certain actors or like or it's on the same network as a bunch of other shows they watch so let's say for example I only watch Disney Channel stuff right mm-hmm. then because Disney Channel offers all their stuff through their own platform now. I can just pay the Disney Channel what their whatever their price is just for their stuff, mm-hmm. and that's probably really good for me because I only watch Disney's channels, and it's going to be really cheap, right? Yeah. Compared to like, you know, if I have a more diverse watching portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. And like, if you watch from multiple sources, that quickly becomes more expensive, and a lot of these content creators like Disney, like HBO, etc., charge a premium for that. I mean, I don't know what their prices are, but I imagine they're semi extortionate. In the sense that maybe, maybe just for Disney, you're paying like ten dollars a month or something, right? Mm. But if a traditional TV subscription service like Sky or even like Apple TV Plus, we don't know the price, but yeah, um, is charging like thirty to fifty dollars a month for the for a collection, then as soon as you start watching three, four, five independent and you would like to subscribe to each of them individually at, say, $10 a month, quickly becomes way cheaper to go with the traditional service provider, like like Sky, like Apple TV+. But then it's like, you know, some people care about where the money's going. Um, is it going to the people that they're watching? Is it getting, like, spread evenly? People, people hear crap about the TV license because, really, it just funds the BBC. It doesn't really fund any of the other channels. They still have to run ads. Um, this is where we've seen the likes of Patreon come about. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of a mess, and like there are definitely 
all sorts of reasons why each person as, a, as an individual would prefer one type of service over the other. Yeah, it's like, down to you. Why it would be preferential for them or ethically more aligned with them or that sort of thing. But, I mean, choice choice is nice and we've got that at the moment but I mean, it'll still be interesting to see where it goes and like this is just kind of another option in the bucket was there anything else you wanted to talk about with regards to the apple tv yeah well they said that there's going to be new additions every month which is great and that means they've got a lot more content you can clearly see that with all the actors that they've got lined up um and it's going to be a global service which is great um <clears throat> we we've uh, you know we we did get a little sneak peek obviously of what's to come but I don't think it was enough. Um, but the the big the big thing that you know the what the last thing they announced was obviously Oprah coming to Apple TV and you know she's got two two document uh, document uh, documentaries coming out and also a series which is really great one of the documentaries is about uh assault um apparently um and the other is about toxic labor um and uh the series on mental health as well um i think the mental health one um would definitely you know considering it's a series it's going to be longer um a lot to cover and stuff and I think that's I think that's going to be really great I think the, the funny thing about that was uh, you know everyone was tweeting out uh, when Tim came to join on stage uh, last minute uh, everyone was thinking uh, there's is the video of like you know her giving out cars to people in the crowd so like <laughs> Tim's like a lot of people a lot of people are tweeting out you get, you get Apple TV and you, you get, get an Apple iPhone. TV yeah. and you get an iPhone <laughs> and you get an iPhone um, and other than that she dressed dressed like the uh, the Colonel from KFC but <laughs> yeah, that was weird that was yeah. like spitting image yeah like with the traditional kind of yeah, we got that <laughs> south usa outfit and the bolo yeah. tie and yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. God. all she needed was the mustache and the beard um <laughs> uh, it was really funny because she just like uh, another thing was like she went she enormously just shouted out and sort of protruded she just sort of went Apple. <laughs> so, that was kind, that of, was kind of weird. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Anyways, uh, that's pretty much all the event out there. That was pretty much the. Well, that was that was the Apple TV. Anyway, we still haven't covered Apple Card. Oh yes, Apple Card. <laughs> oh yes. Jesus. Yeah. So um, so Apple have partnered with a uh, big name bank, Goldman Sachs, to uh, offer a credit card to um, iOS users. Is it just iPhone users or is it iPad users? <clears throat> it's um, iPhone users. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Basically Apple... any device capable of Apple Pay. Through yeah. the, uh, the wallet, you can apply for this uh, new credit card that Apple are offering in partnership with Goldman Sachs, which they're you know, actually just calling Apple Card. And um, basically the gimmick with it is it's like a designed to be used in conjunction with Apple Pay. So you apply for the card, you get accepted for the card, and now in your wallet, on your iPhone, you have your Apple Card. And you just use it for spending, just as you would any card that you have um, added to your Apple Pay wallet. Um, you know, the perks that they've um, gone through are no fees, 
like in any respect. Mm. They, uh, you know, with regards to, I can't remember what the, the they don't charge for late payment. Were. Yeah, like no late payment fees, no um, like over, uh, like international fees or anything like that. Is that yeah. what they Yeah, no fees at what all. What the other two were, they 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 talked about four. They mentioned four specific things with regards to fees, but basically zero fees, right? No annual fees. Um, yeah, competitive interest rates. They said um, we've not seen what those are. Um, obviously, as most credit cards do. You know, it will depend on the person. Um, we don't know what the eligibility criteria are for the card, so we don't know whether you'll be what on what basis you'll be uh, accepted or declined yet, or whether maybe the eligibility requirement is you have enough money to buy an iPhone. So <laughs> for the card, I don't know. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, oh, you have an iOS device, auto accept. Um, <laughs> so, so it's a you know, digital card. You can use it for spending via Apple Pay. You can use it for online spending. But they've also got, uh, in case you want to use the card, uh, you know, the digital card, for spending in places that don't support Apple Pay, well, then obviously you can't do that using your phone. So they're offering this um, titanium. It's just a regular credit card, but, you know, made out of titanium, etched with the Apple logo, etched with the name. It's got a chip on it, standard card chip. Um, and because, because... Uh, for online and um, for online transactions and transactions through Apple Pay, you'll be using the digital version of the card. The physical version, since you'll only be using it for in-person transactions, doesn't have any of the usual uh, box standard. Uh, yeah, no CVS, no expiration no date, no card number, no expiry date, no three-digit CVC or CVV on the card, which is pretty cool. I might, I gotta admit, it's just a pretty neat kind of feature. Um, and uh, no signature, no signature is probably the biggest plus for Americans because you still use chip and signature a lot there. Yeah. You sign for things when you pay with your card. That. It's just very outdated, America. Get with the times, update your security. <laughs> Please use chip and pin for everything. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Outlaw pin and signature if you have to. <laughs> Jesus Christ, chip and pin is a... 20-year-old technology at this point. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I just find it so absurd that, that it's still, that chip and pin just isn't universal at this stage. Like, God. But yeah, so that, it's, it's a pretty nice thing. Yeah, yeah We don't um, know yeah. what the eligibility requirements are. We don't know what the interest rates are. I mean, there's a few benefits to it. They, they said um, they've got this daily cash thing, so when you buy a morning coffee. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of credit cards um, offer cashback reward schemes, and this is just a flat. You get 2% rewards on all purchases, and um, if you happen to use the card for an Apple Store transaction or an Apple Store purchase, like maybe you buy a new MacBook with your Apple Card, uh, it's 3% instead, which... You know, quickly adds up. You buy a thousand dollar MacBook, you get sixty. You get sixty dollars. Yeah, sixty dollars. Yeah. I mean, I also even if you even if you use like two percent is a really good deal, and that yeah. does make me think that the eligibility requirements for this will actually be quite steep. They won't just be, oh, you have an iPhone, you're automatically accepted because you're you're on the platform. At least here in the UK, eligibility requirements for reward credit cards are fairly high. Speaking overall, like you know, if you're making a good salary. It's fairly easy to get such a credit card. Yeah. But at least you and I, currently being students, no chance. And um, for people, at least in the UK, only making, say, 11 and say, like 15,000, 20,000 pounds a year, maybe not. I mean, a lot of, a lot of um, credit card providers, you know, care about you being able to 
pay off the minimum balances and that sort of thing. And so, you know, it's part of the like standard eligibility checks that uh, you have a certain income and that sort of thing. So at the very least, I assume if, well, if and when um, the Apple card gets introduced to the UK, we'll have similar eligibility requirements for it. Don't know about the US market. Maybe I'm completely wrong and you do just need an iOS. You do just need an iPhone in order to apply and be accepted for this card. God knows. If so, I can probably justify myself spending 1000 to £1,500 on an iPhone just to buy a credit card, just to get 2% rewards on all my purchases, because that would quickly pay for itself. Mm, definitely. But, I don't know. Another reward that they're mentioning is, like, if you do use the physical card, you'll get an extra 1% daily cash. 1% is that, like, 1 percentage point? So if you would get 2%, you get 3%. If you would get 3%, yeah. you get 4%. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that'd be a great to use it on the Apple Store, like, uh, in the Apple Store, if you do buy a Mac. Dude, definitely. Like that, that pays for itself so quickly. Yeah. Like, how much is... I'm, I actually want to look at the numbers now, because this is interesting to Even me. Even if you buy an iMac Pro and you're spending five grand, that's, that's, a, that's a big chunk taken out. In the UK, iPhone... The iPhone XR, the cheapest current generation iPhone, is £500, asterisk, asterisk, with a trade-in. That's if you trade in a current iPhone. Uh, otherwise, it is £750. I don't own an iPhone, so let's assume I'm going to buy an iPhone XR for £750. So you're saying it's 2% rewards, right? So yeah. 750 divided by 2%, that is £37,500. So I would need to spend £37,500 regular spending in order to make up the cost of the phone um but if what you're saying is uh correct and if you use the physical card that increases to three percent then that's only 25 grand yeah i definitely don't spend that much in a year yeah but that would quickly make itself up um <laughs> there's gonna be people know, out there that's i don't know do it I, just so they can get a free phone <laughs> i don't know whether so i definitely couldn't do this in the short term this would be a, a five-year six-year deal kind of thing from that point on you're just making money mm. um i don't know how likely it is that apple will get rid of this reward scheme i doubt it because it seems like it you know it's the primary thing for the card and if they do have eligibility requirements of the kind of nature that i would expect then it seems like you know the reward scheme just kind of comes part and parcel and also i wouldn't be eligible for it in my current state anyway yeah. so it's not worth me looking at the numbers but if it is an open to all thing Depending on how much money you spend in an average year, maybe you, maybe like, oh, I'm just thinking now. But it'd be it'd be like it'd be like five years, and you you you'd you'd break even, and then from then you're just making money. Do you reckon Apple Card will live that long? Five years. I think so because I mean, if you look at Apple Pay, it's been around since 2014. It's been five years already. That's yeah, I also Pay. imagine like financial conduct and things. Again, I don't know how much how it works in the US, but I imagine if Apple Card decided to close, Goldman Sachs would have to pick up the parcel and um, deal with it themselves. Yeah. Another cool thing about Apple Card unveiled today was, uh, you know, you've got the digital wallet, which tells you that within the app that, how, you know, how much you owe, how much you spent. Uh, uh, but yeah, they the also encourage you tracker. to sort of, um, you know, sort of put some money away as well for, from what I saw on their website. Um, you know, you just get, you also get like inf uh, financial information uh, through a some sort of chatbot um, with uh, within iOS. Yeah. Um, um, so if you let's say if you wanted to change like, your banking it's kind address, of like budget managers and spending trackers are becoming fairly common now. There's one mm -hmm. that I keep seeing adverts 
um, on Facebook, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, but, um, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're becoming very prevalent, and like spending trackers have been around for years, and budget managers have been around for years, and there are tons of good apps and online tools that do the same thing. But I guess it's just kind of nice to kind of have it built into your your payment method. Yeah, like, and also like they've got like a frequent payment system that allows you to set future payments. So if you are in debt, then like, so for our students, like once we leave university, then we've got like this, you know, we can set future payments uh, of which they should be um, set out to pay uh, our our debts or whatever, or any like you know outstanding outstanding well, bills I mean, and stuff. Student debt is different in that regard, and like the government takes it directly out of your tax, so that's not so much of a concern. But um, yeah. yeah, definitely for traditional loans. You you also um, the really cool thing is that because I think I feel like most people do forget to often pay someone, I guess, but you can also like. Your iPhone, just by looking at uh, Apple's website, detailing about Apple Card and how it works, uh, somehow with machine learning, it can remind you on what payments you have to make or what payments are coming in and sort of things. So that's really cool. Um, and what date you have to make those payments. Um, so uh, I think that's really cool uh, to have, you know, a reminder set for you when you didn't really ask for it sort of thing um so that's really cool the the major thing and i spoke to my mum about this was uh um and uh she really really wants this so the the problem is not all banks are like this but mine is because i'm with nationwide at the moment um i never had a bank that hasn't done what apple's done or quite similar or whatever but they, they you know you've got these cryptic bank names that you don't know when you get a transaction on your phone, when you're doing oh, online yeah, banking, like you don't know where they're coming from. The statement references, the way it's printed on your statement. Yeah, you yeah, don't know where they're coming from. Nice. So that's really yeah. nice that they've sort of decrypted that and they told you. They, t- they now tell you what the, where these purchases are being made from. Yeah. And... So yeah, essentially, what it is is where on a traditional paper statement or online statement, you might only see like a, a five character, ten character, just a short uh, mm. name for the transaction. So like. Anytime I buy something off of PayPal, it's like 15 characters and it always starts with PayPal star and then like the first couple characters of the the name of the place where I bought the thing. So like if it's an Uber transaction, it comes out as like PayPal star UBE or something. And sometimes if it's like a long name or like if obscure place and they've like maybe they've changed names in the past but their old banking set up with the old name and whatever, then maybe it appears on your statement in kind of a in a yeah in a, as you say in a cryptic fashion you're not really able to deduce you're like oh i spent five pounds 73 pence uh where was that again so it's kind of nice to just have this I've got kind of like this database set up where instead of showing you these short transaction names these short supplier names it will you know fetch like a nice image of the seller and uh their name of the company as well which is quite nice and uh, as i mentioned to you earlier uh Barclays, at least, is uh, already doing this. I don't think I've seen this in banking apps here. But so um, if I go to my Barclays... It's really neat that you can, just to touch on this quick, it's really neat that you can definitely... Like, it is really nice. It's you, nice can, you can tap on the transaction and you can see it sort of yeah. like pops open with Apple Maps to show where the transaction was actually made. Yeah, so like I've got... um. So it's only for certain companies that have given Barclays their data, I assume, because I'm only seeing it for certain things. So, like, I've got broadband with Plusnet, um, energy with Avro Energy, 
and um, I pay for my water with uh, Seven Trent because I'm in Birmingham. And uh, out of those, Avro and Seven have um, icons and custom um, uh, company names set. So in my statement for Seven Trent, I see Seven Trent with a nice picture of them, like their logo. Um, and for Avro, I see Avro Energy. Oh, it's a nice picture of their logo. But for Plusnet, who isn't in this, I see Pnet and then my account number or some other random statement number. I'm not even sure if it is my account number or something else. And it's just like a P for where the picture would be, right? Like yeah. you might see the initial of someone in your contacts as instead of the picture if you don't have a picture set. And it just appears like that. And it's like, if I didn't know what Pnet was, it's like, what the hell is that? I've got this, you know, sort of seemingly random charge. I don't remember what it was for. So it is convenient to have that there. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's it then. That That's basically Apple Card. Um, do you, I mean, I, I don't think, depending on the eligibility or in the future of me person, like me having it, I don't know whether I would or not. Um, it depends if it's going to come to the UK. I'm definitely erring on the side of predicting that they will have fairly strict requirements yeah, along the lines um, of and that where it's a raw card and that kind of thing. And plus, you know, it's obviously come to the US first. Yeah. Don't know when for the UK, they never said. Um, but um, to wait on from here, it'll probably be like maybe next year because they have been very slow with their Apple uh, Apple sort of payment scheme um, or things. Uh, for I mean, like a lot of companies, sorry, not companies, a lot of countries, like I believe one of them being Brazil, only just got Apple Pay this year. And it's been around for four years. No, sorry, five years already. Um, you know, they, they are taking it quite slow. Um, it's really great they've got, a, you know, exciting things coming out. But um, it is getting quite slow for other countries to get their hands on it, I guess. Oh, um, I just looked up Apple Card on Wikipedia to see if they announced a UK release date. Um no, they just say the card will be available summer of 2019. And I just want to make a correction. The, uh, the daily cash, if you use the card, it's not an extra percentage point. It's a 3%, 2%, 1% thing. So 3% for um, digital transactions in an Apple store or from yeah. Apple, 2% for digital transactions elsewhere, and 1% when using the card. Yeah. Not 1% extra. Oh, right. That... Just the flat one. If you use the card oh. for a transaction, you get 1%. I guess it's just you know it it gets. Um, so yeah, that that definitely caps it at uh, yeah, yeah, I mean the card is you still get the reward, but obviously the the, the intended uh, method of using this is to use digitally. Obviously, mm. it is a nice card. It's made out of titanium, and it's you know. It's, oh, it's really nice, and I forgot to mention it. Reminds me of um, your name. I believe I believe I've talked about Revolut on the show before. Uh, are you familiar with the name? Maybe. I, yeah, I know Revolut. Yeah, I know Revolut. Are you, yeah, so you're familiar with them? Yeah, I've got a few fans yeah, in yeah. Munich that use them. Okay, cool. Yeah, Revolut's pretty cool. So it's the service where you can essentially make uh, cross-currency transactions using a single card um, with basically market rate uh, currency conversion rates. Um, and there's no fees. So, you know, obviously it's just incorporated into the currency conversion rate whatever take whatever amount they take but it's like way better than any bureau of the chance you'll ever come across so yeah really nice so basically the way it works is um you get a revolute card 
well, you, you download the app, you sign up for it, you get you can ask for a card from from them as well in case you don't wanna you don't wanna rely on digital spending, spending via the app, like contactless on your phone. Um and then you top up your account uh through the app with like pounds or whatever, and then you can use that card or that digital card um to spend basically anywhere in the local currency and it will automatically deduct balance from your account, uh accounting for the currency conversion. So let's say that you conversion rate is um, two euros to the pound just for simplicity's sake and I top up my account with 50 pounds and then I take the card to France and I buy a coffee for five euro then my account gets deducted two pound fifty yeah which is really nice because mm. uh, you don't need to worry about rates you don't need to worry about converting beforehand really nice only reason I mention them I've gone into detail about what the service is now but only reason I mentioned them is uh they offer a, like a premium version of their free card, which you, you pay a monthly fee, and they also offer a reward scheme in that. And it's called Revolut Metal. And this Apple card really reminded me of that. It's really reminiscent of it. It's kind of like classy metal mm. card. I think Monzo, who are actually top-rated bank now in the UK for customer uh, satisfaction, wow. just, they just beat out First Direct, who were... <laughs> Uh, like five or six years running. They've grown a lot. Yeah, but they really haven't. Like they've only been around for two, three years. Yeah. But they're yeah they're really they're really taking the cake. I think Monzo have a similar card on offer, like metal kind of stylish thing. But you don't obviously have to pay for it, like extra premium card. Yeah. Um, I think we're done. I think we're. I think that, I think we've covered everything really. Is there, is yeah, there anything you want to talk you, about? Yeah, uh, you wanted to comment on. Um, no, I think that's everything. Alright, so this uh, has been Techmanity Talks, episode 5, I believe this one is. Oh uh, yeah, this is... Yeah, episode 5. Is it episode 5? Um, you sure? Yeah, pretty sure it's episode 5. Yeah, yeah it's got to be episode 5, because I looked at the... No, it's episode thing, 6, uh, no? It's episode... No, no, it's 5, it's 5, because CES was 3, um, we did news for episode 4, this is episode 5. I can't We meant that. to do Mobile World Congress, but... Oh, yeah got around to that did we mm. so episode five. Oh, yeah, okay. episode five yeah this has been episode five of techmanity talks as always we're we're at uh, techmanity.co.uk find us on social media at techmanity uk thanks for listening we'll see you next time see ya have you ever been to wimpy i've actually never been to wimpy in my it's life it's the best thing and, man it's better mcdonald's no, actually Actually, I mean, my sister says Wimpy shit now compared to when she used to go to it in the 90s. But um, I always, as a kid, I used to have swimming lessons on a Tuesday and we'd pass a Wimpy in Woolwich. Yeah. And um, they used to advertise the ice cream sundaes. I always wanted to go to Wimpy just for the ice cream sundae and I've still never been to Wimpy in my life. I go there for... It's like this, It's like a secret menu item. Not a lot, not a lot of people know about it. Okay. It's a... Uh, it's a lime milkshake, and it's the best milkshake I ever had in my entire life. And it's like you have to ask for it. Interesting. Because uh, it's not on their menu, and it's just so, so good. Like Lime milkshake? Yeah, me and my nan used to always get it. Um, huh. And uh, like they, I thought they, for so many years, I thought they uh, um, didn't do it. And then, like, I. Did my research online and apparently you just asked for it and then like some stores yeah. have it. Uh, conveniently though, uh, I uh, Wimpy's on Deliveroo, so like I order from them from time to time and uh, they don't have it on their menu. So I just ask them if you have 
lime milkshake and I have that please, pretty please, and they just <laughs> they 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 bring me some, so that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. I think you may have just ruined one of their trade secrets by now putting this on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wimpy lime milkshake. I they used to. They used. Yeah. Name. They they used to have them uh, on on their menus, on the and menu. I, I don't know why they've gotten rid of it. Um, it confuses me. Now I really want a lime milkshake. What have you done to me? <laughs> uh, well, I just had some pasta, but yeah. My um, housemate's parents came to visit from uh, Germany. They just left today, actually. And they made us like a nice lamb stew thing. And Ooh. we had some of that left Ooh, over. Nice. So I used that instead of pasta sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty nice. Nice one. 